Today, we are comparing who has more friends, me or Matthew. <laughs> we are exploring what the maximum, dude, come on, hang with me. I do need to know the topics before you <laughs> go with something like that. Okay. I'm a jokester ahead. these days. Okay. Um, we're exploring what the maximum number of meaningful relationships you can have is and what that means for your firm in terms okay. of communicating and retaining team members. All that here <laughs> on Drink While You Think, the happy hour discussion between two guys who are building their firm in really weird ways. Matthew, who's our sponsor today? Today's episode of Drink While You Think is sponsored by the Beer Temple. For your all your craft beer needs, go to craftbeertemple.com and order your beer. The Beer Temple, one of Chicago's finest institutions. Go to the craftbeertemple.com if you're not in Chicago. How about that? Was that a good one? I like it. I like it. Oh, oh. It, it has to match the beer because last week it was just phenomenal. And I'm trying a different one this week. So I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking because I'm Tell me what really, you're drinking. I'm excited. I, I have, I put this off just for an episode because I'm just really curious. He just knocked the, like it out of the park last week with picking beers for us. But phase three brewing company. I'm going with this one. It's 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 the pressed imperial porter with coffee, coconut, chocolate, vanilla, and cinnamon. So that doesn't sound like me at all. Just so, get out of here. That is so. And evidently, they the partnership with Tugboat Coffee. I hope that's another local place up there. Uh, but uh, last time they did me right. So I'm going with that one. What are you drinking, dude? I am drinking. This is called the Midwest Coast, and it's the English style pale ale. It's the English Sporting Beer, which I assume that means an ESB. That's an extra special bitter. That's a very classic kind of beer that's in um, you find in pubs. Um, this one's a twelve percenter, and that one's I tried that one this week. Uh, that was that was pretty good for for the for for, for a, a, you normally don't uh, drink out of drink a lot of. So yeah, this it's is like a. That's like a four to six percenter. What what yeah, is it? Yeah. Something like that. You've got the can. I haven't looked. You, so. I can't see on the can here, but it looks, um, it's usually in that. Yeah. It's a 5.3. That's right. 5. Oh, that's good. Real multi. That's a great ESB. Um, also, can I say real quick, can I give a plug to someone else? Yep. Look at this cool beer glass that was sent to me. Can you read it? It's Blackberry uh, Farm Blackberry Brewery. Blackberry Farm Brewery. I have to thank a friend of mine. He's the founder of Outsource Access. The one and only Mr. Brad Stevens um, sent me this. He knows how much I love beer. He's been supportive of my brewing. and He knows how much I love Blackberry Farm, which is an amazing place. So he sent me this beer. So Outsource Access, if you want to work with a great outsource team in the Philippines. You don't do it right. Their team. Phenomenal, no, no, no. Right? Tell us, Matthew, how should it how should it be said? Outsource Access for all your Virtual assistant needs in the Philippines. Shortcut things without sort access. Don't try to do it yourself. There you go. How about that? I, I'm never doing these again. You've got to do all of them. That's excellent. Okay. Thanks, folks, for supporting our Thanks. channel. Here. Cheers. If you if you'd like to sponsor us or be mentioned on it, all you have to do is send us stuff. Evidently, <laughs> send us beer. Send us beer to be a sponsor. And uh, send us. 
glassware, anything you want. We, we, we'll plug you. It does okay. have to be beer themed. Okay. It does have to be beer themed. So who's got more friends, Matthew, you or me? How are we doing this? Because, because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, for sure you, like you have way more friends than me. I don't know. It okay. depends how you okay. how you define it as acquaintance, friends. Like everybody's Kenji's friend. So we'll, we'll uh, get to the, we'll get to that. And I guess also too, like, what if we call them a friend, but they may be like, dude, they're not really a friend. Like that kind of know who that guy is. But like Kenji thinks like I'm his friend, but I'm you never know. It's hard to know on either side of that relationship who has more friends. But okay, so if you're saying I have more friends, I have a follow up question to that. Yes. Do you think my brain is bigger than yours? Um, no. <laughs> well, I'm not so I sure. Do, I, do, I, I do think business stuff more than you. So you think about friend stuff more like the way we're wired. So how about what if I define it this way? The actual physical size of my brain is I mean, is, maybe we should is, do hat measurements. We should weigh sure. our Way your heads. I don't know how to do it. You're a pretty small, dude. So I'm no, pretty I got sure a big, I got a big noggin. I got a big noggin. Okay. So here's why. There's a dude named Robin Dunbar. Back in the 90s, this guy's a British anthropologist. And he came up with what is called Dunbar's number. Okay. And so Dunbar's number, uh, basically he says there's a cognitive limit to the number of stable social relationships that people can have. And he, he figured this out by studying primates. And then he extrapolated this based on the size of the human brain compared to, you know, like chimpanzees or apes. So okay. in theory, the bigger the brain you have, the larger the number of these uh, important stable social relationships you could have. So maybe my brain's just bigger than yours. I don't know. Right. You don't sound your, very convinced. Your your brain is is bigger than mine, I guess. Or maybe heavier than yours. I don't know. Um, or maybe I have more family than you do since I'm like have that huge family. You've eaten up all your friends with family. You can't you don't have room for any more friends with your family. Because I think meaningful relationships isn't limited I, to friends. I it's totally totally correct. Totally correct. Okay. Um but let's get into it. So he came up with a number. What yes. would you think that number is of uh, the number of stable social relationships that someone could have? Just get, pick a number. What do you think that would be? Um, well, I want, I, I, I'll talk you all the way. Relationship. I, I'll talk you all the way through my thinking if you, that's helpful. So the, the, the first, the first number I go to is the 150, right? Okay. So that's, that's the number of the U S government uses for like military, like, that's how many connections you can have at meaningful connections at one time. So I want to say that number, but I'm going to go 50 uh, to, to like, to, to like really reduce. You can fully. Okay. So you're going with 50. Yes. Should have stuck with your first one. It is 150. Yeah. It that depends is how you the define it. Number. It's um, also how the military does all of their sizing thing. Like that's how, that's how much you can know. So, well, well, think about like what else does the number one one fifty make you think of beyond the military? Nothing. That's what I, that makes me think of. So I don't know what, what what are you thinking of, dude? How do you not? What size are we today at Acuity? Oh, we're one hundred fifty people. We're right, right about one hundred fifty. 
So, right, yeah. it's, this this jumped out to me about this hearing that Dunbar's number of relationships you can really maintain is 150. Hearing you give the evidence about you know military 150, um, us being at 150. I was thinking of other groups. Uh, I was trying to think of like other things to look at and see if there was a, you know, you know I, I, I don't know why this came to my brain, but like um, I thought of like weddings, like what's the, what's the average size of a wedding? It's like 160 people. Now that's a little bit different, but you're like, you're trying to think about meaningful. Cause that's two people's, two people's relationships. I guess too, that's true. So. Oh, damn it. You're blowing me up here, but <clears> something <throat> to this 150 thing. And so, so don't feel bad if you had a 300 person wedding. Don't feel bad. In fact, that's probably where you probably should be, except then you got parents, all that stuff in there. Um, I'm going to show this, but we're going to walk through it. The folks who watch us on YouTube will be able to check out what Dunbar's number, the scale looks like. And we'll kind of talk you through it for those who are listening along. Um, here's, I found a good kind of image for this, I thought. Here's kind of the way it's described. Oh, see, I defined yeah. as close friends. There's my yeah. 50. Yeah. Okay. So, and you look at this right here, um, it's starting out with, it's saying really that you should have 15 very close friends you can buy it in. Okay. 50 close friends, 150 are just friends that can order friends. You would invite them to a party. Interesting. So I guess acuity, oh. right, acuity right now is party sized. Oh, then you get that's... to 500 and those are acquaintances. You remember how you met them. And then 1,500 people you could put a name or a face to, right? Okay. That's about right. As soon as I, I looked at this, I'm like, that feels about right. That feels kind of about the right way to think about it. So in thinking about this, I wanted to bring it back to, um, all right, let's think about from a firm perspective. You and I are always trying, I mean, you can't, you and I can't think about anything else besides how to relate something back into acuity or things we're doing there. Um, so let's explore this concept of like the meaningful, maintaining meaningful relationships within our firm and maybe even go a step further if we want to think about what it means in the profession, but like, okay, let's break these down and think back to when that very close friend group, we were 15 people. You had just joined Acuity, right? right. And so there's, we'll maybe go through a few of these sizes to where we're at the 150 and what's changed. And I want to kind of explore the number of people across like two questions that we'll just play across both. How did we communicate at that size? Like what was the best way to communicate? And then what was the best way to like maintain those healthy relationships at that size, right? I think they changed. And so we're going to kind of step through the 15, the 50, the 150. And then we get north of that. We have to make some guesses about like, I don't know. how. You we don't know. know. We're going to try our best. We'll try our best. Yeah. So, all right. When we were 15 back in the day, I mean, for a firm that size, how do you communicate then? Like, that's just, you can't, isn't it kind of do whatever you want to do? I mean, I don't, I mean, you're. <laughs> well, we would catch, we would catch people when they would come in the office. Yeah. Like you'd catch them if they come in the office, you give them a call, you might send an email, but then we could get together and at the gathering, you'd know who wasn't there and you could follow up with, right? So yeah. it's a small enough group where you're like, you have some get together. You're like, oh, like Sharon's not here today because she's at, and and we would probably know why. <laughs> That's a good point. 
<laughs> it was like, oh yeah, Sharon's kids graduating from high school today. Like, like, like you that, already knew that, it, right? Like you, you almost you knew, didn't you need didn't, to. They didn't even have to ask. Like, yeah. like they're like they know what was going on. So that's kind of the vibe at the 15 and the 10, right? Yeah. I mean, do you you probably should have a some form of communication cadence, but you could probably get away without a real you set don't, one. You probably don't need a newsletter though. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't. <laughs> You know, I mean, you probably have some standard meetings to talk through things, but not like, hey, we got to work through a project or something, but like otherwise in getting out information about what's happening at the firm, like, do you really even need like a, it's probably pretty ad hoc, right? Oh, it's benefits enrollment coming up next month, right? Oh, by the way, we're going to do a quick happy hour. I mean, it's it's probably really ad hoc. Um, And then to your point about maintaining those relationships, like how do you, keep people engaged and make sure, you know, you're doing enough to retain them. It's probably happening at the same time you're bumping into each other at the office. Like you're just kind of talking and hanging out and you throw together a few happy hours here and there. And, you know, you're kind of rock and rolling, right? I mean, I think so. I think that's what I right. It's very ad hoc at, at 10, right? Cause super. you're even like sending out like what date works for you stuff at that point. Right. Yeah, you're not you're not saying here's when it is. It is a you're not you're not planning a year out acuity con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, so, you can have a venue for 200 people to fit in, right? Like uh, you're not doing that. Yeah, it is. It is just pick up the phone and call me whenever you need me. That's fine. Or just shoot yeah. me a message or whatever you're using. And they're fine. Okay, let's jump up to the 50 size. And so now you're getting into what you picked it was close friends, right? These are your close friends, 50. I think the 50 number really resonates with me too, because I feel like you and I felt some of this. Maybe we didn't know it at the time, but like 50 started to be getting to where I was like a little bit choppy, right? Um, Yeah, this is where we had to do sub teams. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. So we had to split, uh, the controller team had to have a separate weekly call. The cloud accounting team had to have a separate weekly call. The CFO team had a separate weekly call. And then everybody else, we just ignored because we didn't think about it. But then we got better about that later. <laughs> yeah. But there were, that, that was that was the first division into teams, like really into teams and team communication. I mean, people at 10 or 15, you had different roles, but like you could still all have the same discussion kind of in the same room or the same format. And it was fine. Yeah, Cause we had Trisha and then Sammy came, like we had two bookkeeper, yeah. like two cloud accountants back, back when we went up, well, just Trisha when I started. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, so that wouldn't have made sense to have on a, a, you know, the cloud accountant team, like have a separate meeting. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what about in terms of, so communicating, that's how we kind of communicated with folks at 50. We went kind of more of a team structure, I guess. Can you think back to how you and I were communicating more kind of corporately? I think we were still, we weren't really pushing stuff down through the team leads. We were still kind of communicating directly to everybody, like as a large group for most things. We were, we were trying to. We are trying to, but we were pretty flat, like as a, we were still kind of in that mindset of like, oh, it's just like it was when we were 15, right? We were, we kind of did that for a long time. Like, Well, was, I was in charge of the, I was running the controller team meeting, which was the biggest yep. team there. I might've been running the CFO team meeting then 
too. We would we would ad hoc do. So those. I yeah, was we in every the, bookkeeping I, team. Meeting you were in the bookkeeping team meeting at that point. So, so pre fifty, we were we were in all the team meetings. So we that's, yeah, that's you're right. You're right. At fifty, we were in all of them. Or pre fifty, or right close to, we were in all of them, and we had like a point person kind of running certain things, but we were actually still directly communicating with individual team members. And we yeah, and we were running many of those meetings. We didn't. So we were we weren't relying on someone between us to kind of be passing information really back and forth. It was like oh right yeah, it came right from our yeah, which was. I felt like that was, I was super comfortable doing that too. I mean, it gets a little bit tough because there's a lot of, there's still a lot of people there. Um, 50 felt very kind of doable if you had somebody riding kind of shotgun with you to kind of just help keep those meetings kind of moving forward on things. Um, I think that where, as I look at those two questions we talked about, how do you communicate? How do you maintain relationships? We as firm owners were still doing all the communication. We were very involved in the communication with directly to people at 50. We were starting to utilize some other team members to maintain relationships like reviews and how are people working on certain engagements, you know, to some extent. We were, we're still starting to do starting that. to. Starting to. Because we didn't really do that until after that. Because controller team by itself was 30 people when we handed off to Lisa. And Lisa started running that when the controller team was 30. I don't remember how big we were, but that was probably when we were 60. So right after 50, we started hitting these like inflection points where like we needed lots of help. We needed lots. Yeah. Lots of help. That was. It was too much. The move was too much at 50. You know, the move for us from 15 to 50 didn't feel that rough, but I wonder if that's because there was both of us, we had two, we were two found, you know, two of us there. We could really yeah. divide and conquer. If you're but a one hurt. person firm, it probably hits you a lot harder earlier. Yeah. It, but it felt it really quick after that. Oh, after 50. Yeah, man. I, we felt it. We felt it. I think we felt it in terms of. Was that the financial bad years too? Those were, weren't they? Well, we made some of those bad mistakes, right? Because we started then. Oh, because we got, yeah, giving, we got over Giving so much autonomy to some people to stand in our place, right? Like here, you just, and then things went off the rails over on, you know, on the sales side. That was us. Um, that wasn't them. Well, it was us, well, but also, um, yeah, I mean, that was, all, all of it was us. I mean, to be, to be fair, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> all of it was us. Um, it wasn't them at all, but we started kind of getting a little more disconnected. I think, and without giving, you know, being more intentional and thoughtful about how things were growing. And I think it, it, it was, it was very difficult. Um, I think the other part too, is I didn't understand, like, I really like being in like, I love giving that direct communication and feedback from people. I have, I'm, I'm a, I'm a good reader of the room and of situations. So I, I, I can soak up just by being in the room, a lot of good, useful information. So I like to be there, but what was happening was, I hadn't started to think about how to communicate and maintain relationships at scale. And if you remember, oh, yeah. I was still on all those one-on-ones. Oh yeah. Just so many people. And I was starting to get really worn out. Like it was really wearing me out. The, um, and we were doing, yeah, we were doing a lot of things. I guess the, when I would think about like how we started to like get over that after 50, we started doing OKRs as a communication tool. 
So mm-hmm. objectives and key results. We started. Yeah, those came about. Ex- we were we were like making sure people knew where we were going. Like we didn't even hold anybody accountable to accountable to that. Like we just were saying, this is where we're going, and this is the objective for the quarter. We communicate those. We started using Slack better. I was just going to go there. I was going to say, I think that's when in that middle spot in the 50 or so and above that Slack was super helpful. Like, I don't know that it would have been super helpful at like 15, fine, whatever. And now it's, we'll talk about it as at 150, but like, it was really helpful at that spot. Wasn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. So you can get like channels going, like we did too many channels and that can overwhelm people. But like, um, if you think about where we are today, like there's one channel where just announcements go out like just and like it goes out once a week it goes out at the same time it's like almost like a marketing cadence yeah. with her yeah. like drink while you think like drink while you think drops what does it drop on thursday or friday this drops on the same day every day right every week if we get our shit together and do it yeah um but um same thing with our announcements channel on slack like it has like these are all the people that joined acuity this week this is all the holidays coming up. This is something to think about. Here's the learning initiatives. Like yeah. here's like we have a couple of categories we hit. That's really helpful. So Slack's been really helpful. Team meetings have been a core. Cool. Like when like That's as soon as like as, as soon as we're after 50, like somebody around the, the cloud accounting team, somewhere on the controller team, CFO and team, again, tax just team. For those now. Listening to listening for us, what that means is those are weekly team meetings that run approximately 30 minutes, maybe a little bit less, right? It's a pretty and consistent weekly. We have, we have a primary focus that. is primary focus is building community. Yep. Like building community within your teams, knocking down roadblocks and building community. Yep. Uh, disseminating information is a third kind of benefit, but we're kind of moving that up priority wise. Yeah. Um, but, but that's interesting uh, on that perspective. Yeah, so, that's, but been, that's a been really very, key. Very key rhythm for us from a communication and just connecting with people. Yeah. But OKRs was interesting from my perspective in that I thought we were going to build a goal setting tool. <laughs> yeah. And what we did is basically create a tool where we could get stuff out of the executive team's head into everybody's head. Like, this is the direction where we're going. We were talking about this in leadership the other day, where like, we did a pretty good job of this saying we're like thinking about doing acquisitions. We talked about that for like in our OKRs, we talked about that for, I bet 18 months before we did our first acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, closer to, closer to 50, you can, I, I think you can just go ahead and say, be pretty transparent and just say exactly what's kind of going on. I mean, that that's to me, one of the things that I've learned as we've grown and scaled this, Certainly at 10 or 15, you just say whatever needs to be said. Boom, right there. We're doing this. We're doing, and you just go with it. And you have the time and the bandwidth to explain all the details or whatever's happening. You have the trust because you know each other personally and stuff like that. Like at 50, you've got to foreshadow. You got to start doing a little bit of teasing. Don't surprise. Don't surprise everybody. People don't like surprises. So, like, even like today, when we're doing, we've moved to a quarterly cadence with all employees. Like, Cause there's like, even as you go big, like you got to all come together at some periodic basis, right? You got to all be like one. Yeah. So we do three quarter leads virtual and then acuity con, right? Yep. So 
running down, and we just had the quarterly meeting today um, when we we're doing this. One of the big things Kenji did really well was outline three of the things that are coming over the next quarter that if we don't tell people, they're going to freak out, like because it's change and everybody hates change. And they're all good things. They're like workflow automation is coming this quarter. We have, um, we're calling the notebooks. Um, patch management's coming because we're up in our uh, IT game and then the Google drive restructure. So, and that's also linked to automation. Yeah. So like when you, when you foreshadowed that, that was really helpful for people. And how often did we foreshadow things before that meeting? No, I mean, I mean when, we were ten, when, we were, when we were 10 people, we There's were no like, maybe do it. It was like, there was just kind of yeah. like if you caught somebody in the hallway, but at 50 people, like we lost, like trust, which is hard for us to say, like yeah. people don't feel like they know us personally that work with us, some of them. Mm-hmm. And so we lost that level of trust and we had to, even though that was hard for us to accept that, because it's hard to say people don't trust you, but it's different, right? It's just that people don't feel like they know you, you on a personal exactly. level. You haven't right? broken the trust. You just haven't, cre- you haven't created a relationship there because of the You haven't created there. a personal relationship with everybody which is kind of a sucky feeling for you and me probably, but because of how we're hardwired, but it's a reality with the numbers thing, right? So when that, you have to acknowledge that and figure out how do you then, what, how do you change your behavior so that people that don't know you personally, because the people that were in the 15 person, like whatever we do, they're like, oh, we trust those guys, right? Yeah the folks that have joined in the last six months that maybe didn't meet us during interviewing or something like that. It's like leap of faith. Right. So we've got to treat them. We've got to acknowledge that in our heads and be like, okay, we can't treat everybody the same. We've got to be able to articulate our vision. We've got to like foreshadow it. So we don't, everybody hates change foreshadow it. So it doesn't hurt people. And then um, build that trust over time, right? Yeah, I, I think is we've kind of stepped already into kind of where we are today at the 150, and it's it's really, you know, I think we hit on a couple points through firms who are there or you're on your way there of where you can get ahead of this where we did not um, is the foreshadowing. It's more important than you think it is, and and I think as firm owners we underestimate it because we just kind of think that everyone knows what we're thinking. And so foreshadowing things earlier, just getting them like, hey, here's what's going to be coming. We don't have it all flushed out. Let's just let you know this is going to be coming down the road. Really helps benefit people. Also, um, starting to break things down. I mean, I don't mean being bureaucratic and like too many levels. Like nobody really likes that. But like you do need to think through like we did too late of like, how do you start making things a little smaller? Give people some communities within the community and feel some attachment and connections. Just that's part of what's I think useful about the Dunbar number is whether you agree with the number or not, there is some size to where there's some safety, there's some feeling of inherent trust built. And so you need to think about where those exist in your firm. A good example, we've talked about how beneficial Slack is. At 150 people, Guess what a 150-person Slack channel feels like? Um, 
I'll share it. It feels like a shit show. It's a, it's a mess. It's, it's a, it's a mess. And so what Matthew mentioned earlier is we had to blow up our general channel because everyone has a general channel because it comes already preloaded in Slack. We had to change it to announcements that only like two people can even post to. And the postings come out with, here's what's happening this week at Acuity every Monday. And then on every Friday, there's a video from Kenji about like, hey, here's what's going to happen this week, et cetera. I mean, that's all that goes in there, except for a few other things. That's it because nobody at 150 inside this social channel community, no one could figure out, like could find things. It was too confusing. There were all these happy birthday wishes and so-and-so had a baby. And like, here's a funny picture of my dog. All things that people love that you need to have, but like it got crazy messy. Noisy. Just noisy, messy, noisy. And thinking ahead about, all right, how do you keep that stuff segmented to where it's just more user-friendly? We've really had to take a few punches in the nose on that and had to figure that stuff out. Um, I don't think there's a, I mean, who knows? Someday, I think we'll get to maybe 500 or 1,500 team members of Acuity Candidly, between you and me, that sounds like exhausting and like, ugh. Um, I tend to think of when I think of groups of 500 or 150 people, I think of like, that sounds like an accounting conference, right? That's like, that's how you, and there are probably a whole, we've talked before, we're about to hit conference season again. So we'll probably have some more content gen up around this, but like, I think there are approaches to how do you go out and build connections, communicate at conferences or with our peers in the industry. I think there's some good things that we've done there. That's probably for another, we'll do that episode. on another episode. Or just um, come to San Diego with us in a couple of weeks. Come to go San to Diego, Diego. Yeah, come to go AICPA to, Engage. In Las Vegas. In Las so, Vegas. Come to either of those and we'll catch up. So. We'll catch up and talk all about this, but let's um, let's wrap it up here and do some rating um, on a few of our beers here again thanks to randy crabtree again and him oh the only the only other thing i wanted to add yeah go ahead and add something while i'm pulling this up so we have like uh when we added our controller team like when our controller team which is our largest team got to the size it is today which is like 43 people i heard the other day uh what we did is we've always had the yeah it's it's 43 um so uh the team lead uh, what we we had to do there because it's that size is we had to add what we call controller advocates. So like, I think there's some secret to like a 25 person team personally. So we needed two controller advocates. Uh, so I think that number 25 is probably significant too. about, I don't know. I, I agree. I, th- I agree. I think it is, but it's also like, we just said when we get to 50, you're you needing to, by the time you're at 50, break things into teams. So the fact that we've got one of our teams approaching 50, I think it's closer to 50, the team member. But like, see there, you're, he that, said it on Monday, it's 43. I don't know. I looked, I looked at the stats today, dude. I had to get ready for the company meeting. Oh, okay. Sorry. Man. Taylor, Taylor, t- Taylor lied to us on Monday. Man. <laughs> Taylor, you liar. A liar. We love you, Taylor. All right, let's rate some beers. Ready? Yeah. Um, again, I'm drinking the English sporting beer from Midwest. I cannot see the right screen. 
Dude, you got to learn how to use Zoom. This happened at our company meeting today. Our company. I cannot like, I've got a new computer and it's it's too- Share way, screen. It's way too smart for me. And so untapped. Untapped is the is the app you're looking know, for, dude. I know it, damn it. I'm trying to, it's working now. <laughs> Now's working? Yeah, that's the right screen. <laughs> Stop. All right. I love this beer. Very different style. It was great. I'm, I'm going, um, even though it's, I'm going to four or five. I don't know why. I just really like this beer. It was a good beer. You're with great you. beer. I just Confirmed. think it's a, especially I'm kind of being a beer nerd and kind of basing it off the style. This is a great style for an ESB. I could crush so, crush these all day long. What do you got, Matthew? So I have pressed from phase three. I don't know okay. which one. Pressed from phase three. It's phase three. There it is. Pressed. Do you know which one it is? There's a maple, vanilla, or hazelnut. Or there's maybe more. This one's vanilla and cinnamon. It's the purple. Holy cow, I got a whole bunch of these things. Uh that one right there. Coffee, coconut. There it is. Uh that one. Okay. Um so last week I had this debate about a five versus a four point seven five. Um so <laughs> I don't know what they have going on at the beer temple, but these are the best <laughs> beers I've ever had in my entire life. Um, so I could have a second one of these, which is the difference between a four, seven, five and a five to me. So this is going to get a five. Like I, 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 I'm like, like I would drink this and then I would drink this again. Like the other one, was a phenomenal beer, like a phenomenal beer, but like it was definitely a one and done kind of beer. Dude. Um, this one even has a higher alcohol content, but like I could still drink it. Like this we is got a five alert. This we have a true five. I'm just saying, if you're in Chicago, go to the Beer Temple. If you're not in Chicago, go to the Beer Temple's website. And I forgot what it is now, but it's like the pressed. Craftbeertemple.com or something like that. Yeah, that go, it was go to it was because they ship. Uh, it's it sounded like they had their new portal open. So uh, this week, so this right, was go do uh, that. I mean, Randy, Randy, you're 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 in a front runner for guest of the year just because of the product you're bringing. I've got to say for the drinkies. Well, I'm just saying you're sending a new bar because he sent beers that you like to you and that I like to me, like that's the right kind of sponsor that we want for drink while you think. So if you want to sponsor drink while you think like the porters and stouts on your guy, like I can't believe that the I picked the porter over the stout as the better beer, but like this porter is pretty freaking awesome. So, well, everyone, how's it get me better than that? A five, to, five. I know how it gets better. Come hang out with us in person at a county web in San Diego, or come hang out with us in person at Las Vegas with uh, uh, ACPA engage. Whatever your um, preference is, come hang out with it. me. I'll see some salon folks, but also engage. We'll 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 announce some fun things too, uh, where you can definitely come hang out with me and Matthew. Oh yeah, we've got something special in store for special everybody live and engaged. So if you want to pick one, you know that's going to be awesome. Cheers, everyone. Please subscribe. Please drop. We'd love the comments. Tell us um, where you're at, what you're doing. Send us a beer, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers, everybody.